And now the weather, fine and very dry, a very cold in the morning. The maximum temperature will be about 13 degrees during the day. Fresh to south, strong northerly winds. So currently the temperature is a rather chilly 8 degrees at the observatory and the relative humidity is 34%. And the news read by Samantha Butler. The leader of the Republican majority in the U.S. Senate, Mitch McConnell, has in effect put an end to efforts to increase coronavirus stimulus payments from 600 to 2,000 U.S. dollars. Mr. McConnell rejected an attempt by the Democrats to hold a vote on that issue alone. He again insisted that increasing the payments must be linked to other Republican demands, including launching an inquiry into the presidential election. Senator McConnell said Republicans wanted financial support to go to those in genuine need. COVID-19 has not affected all households equally, not even close. It's hardly clear that the federal government's top priority should be sending thousands of dollars to, for example, a childless couple making well into six figures who've been comfortably teleworking all year. Our duty is to help get help to the people who actually need help. California has become the latest U.S. state to confirm a case of the new, more infectious strain of COVID-19 that was first identified in Britain. The California governor, Gavin Newsom, said the patient was in the southern part of the state. It comes as officials in another western U.S. state, Colorado, are investigating a possible second case of the more virulent strain there. Britain's Prime Minister Boris Johnson has signed a post-Brexit trade deal with the European Union shortly after the lower chamber of the British Parliament overwhelmingly approved it. Mr Johnson said the treaty would allow the country to take control of its laws, national destiny and all future trade deals. We can not only exploit the advantages of a zero-tariff, zero-quota deal with the EU, but also do free trade deals with other countries around the world. People said that that was impossible and they said that that was having your cake and eating it. This is a cakeist treaty. The British racing driver Lewis Hamilton will receive a knighthood in Queen Elizabeth's New Year's honours, which also recognise more than 200 people for their work during the coronavirus pandemic. Hamilton, who was the first black driver to win the Formula One World Championship, has been recognised a month after taking the title for a record equaling seventh time. Here's the BBC's Rebecca Jones. In the year Lewis Hamilton became the most successful Formula One driver of all time, he's now received a knighthood. There's a damehood for Sheila Hancock, whose stage and screen career spans seven decades. Sally Dinover, who's played Sally Webster in Coronation Street since 1986, and the musician Craig David become MBEs. There are also MBEs for the footballers Jimmy Greaves and Ron Flowers from England's 1966 World Cup winning squad. Many others are recognised for their roles in response to the pandemic and for charity work. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Good morning and welcome to Back Jazz. I'm Hugh Chiverton. Your co-host today is Nixie Lamb. Today we're talking about the 12 Hong Kong fugitives. Ten Hong Kongers who were accused of illegally crossing into mainland waters during an alleged bid to flee to Taiwan in August have been given prison terms in Shenzhen from three to seven months. Meanwhile, the youngest two were handed over to Hong Kong police yesterday because they were minors when they committed the offence. 
families of the 12 were not allowed to visit in the past few months and there was little access to the lawyers appointed for them. Well, what do you make of the trial process, the verdict and the sentence? And what do you think of the implications, if any? Let us know your thoughts. You can leave a message on our Facebook page. That's Backchat on RTHK Radio 3. You can email us with your comments. That's Backchat at RTHK.hk. Or you can call us on our telephone number. It's 233-88266. That's 233-88266. That's the number to call. Uh, we're going to be talking uh, between now and 9 o'clock to Professor Holok Sang uh, from uh, Lingnan University, a senior research fellow at the Pan Sutong Shanghai Economic Policy Research Institute. And uh, others after the news at uh, 9, including uh, Chu Hoi Dick. Uh, once again, if you want to engage with any of our guests, of course, uh, just pick up the phone, 233-88266, and you can talk uh, directly uh, to them, or you can uh, email. Uh, you can also email on other topics as well. And, uh, as ever, we've got a few um, uh, emails relating to um, other discussions. Um, first of all, uh, yesterday we were talking about the, uh, the reservoir in uh, Shamshui Po. Uh, that's uh, been discovered. Magnus says, good morning, Merry Christmas to all. Uh, perhaps the reservoir could be converted into a Nightingale-style overflow hospital to aid in the ongoing severe stroke, extreme stroke, raging fire. Insert your own hyperbole, public health emergency that we are experiencing. With 50 cases a day, it's only a matter of time before we are overrun. Surely we must commandeer any available space. It could be ready for the middle of 2021, sufficiently late to be useless, so in keeping with our government's approach thus far. Thinking about it, perhaps we could build some Nightingale hospitals on the public beaches too. That is uh, from Magnus. Thank you very much indeed uh, for those comments. S says, now Joe Biden is complaining about vaccine delivery in the US. He needs to be explained that it was nothing to do with the leadership. Right now he's sounding like a spoilt brat. Initially it was about mask supplies and now about vaccines. This is a new disease and the heads of state are trying their best to deal with it. Even, pla even places like Germany are having problems delivering the vaccines uh, around the country. And uh, David F uh, back on the issue of the reservoir, says uh, this recently discovered site is a heritage of importance. The unearthed structure with Roman-style appearance bears a striking resemblance to the Basilica cistern lying beneath the city of Istanbul and built in the 6th century. The cistern provided a filtration water system to the Great Palace and surrounding areas. The ceiling is supported by columns in Ionic and Corinthian styles, similar to those at the old Shepkitmay Reservoir. The cistern was restored and opened to the public in 1987. I suggest that the reservoir be designated a heritage site restored in the style of the Basilica system and opened to the public. That is uh, from David F. And uh, David L says, uh, Dear Sirs, I've just spent a most frustrating hour trying to vote. This is for the person of the year, uh, but I cannot do so because the verification code is not sent to my email address despite my many efforts. I want to cast my vote to, for Dr. Chuanshuk Kwan. Uh, by the way, who chooses the nominees? Well, David, I'm sorry about that. Um, is the perhaps it's getting sent to? Have you checked that it's being sent to the right address? Is it perhaps getting caught in a spam trap? Um, let me let me know. Um, and uh, if you don't manage to register your vote, we'll add one vote for you um, to our score for uh, Chan Shuk Kwan. Um, who chooses the nominees? Uh, I choose the nominees. Uh, we have a period where we get uh, suggestions, and then I, I uh, whittle that down to a representative sample. Um, I'll just tell you basically how, how things are going with the voting. Um, so we've got 10 names up for consideration for our back chat uh, person of
of the year. Uh, and I have to tell you that uh, Chan Chuk Kwan is in the lead, a uh, fairly commanding lead uh, at the moment as the most popular of the uh, Backchat uh, Person of the Year for 2020. Uh, I'll go through the, the rest in order. In second place, uh, we have the RTHK journalist, uh, Nabella, uh, Nabella Cosa, who's in uh, second place. Um, third, uh, our frontline health workers uh, in Hong Kong. Uh, fourth, we have the uh, Apple Daily uh, newspaper, the uh, popular newspaper. That's the uh, fourth choice, uh, as things stand. Uh, and then below that, we have uh, David Webb, the uh, shareholder activist and uh, commentator. Uh, then we have... Um, uh, I'm sorry, just ahead of David Webb, we have unknown cleaners, people who are keeping the streets of Hong Kong clean. Uh, sorry, then David Webb. Uh, then Professor Ben Cowling, another regular guest on this program, the epidemiologist from the University of Hong Kong. Uh, uh, and then we have... Just looking at the list, then we have the uh, Fanling. Uh, so then we have uh, Peter Choi, who's a World War II veteran uh, who uh, of uh, the Battle of Hong Kong, who uh, died um, this year in uh, 2020, very very sadly. Uh, and then uh, keeping uh, up the rear, we have the uh, Fanling Golf Course. We have a suggestion that um, the Fanling Golf Course, as a as a, 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 um, a recreational and environmental resource, should be a, a nominated for the Person of the Year. And at the very bottom of the list, uh, we. We have, guess who? Uh, the chief executive, uh, Carrie Lam, is uh, the lowest uh, at the moment. So that's how things stand with Chan Chuk Kwan. Uh, well out in front at the moment, if agree or disagree. If you want to organise kind of voting <laughs> with your friends or whatever, lobby people, you're very welcome to do that. If there's a, if there's a cause that's uh, close to your heart, um, then uh, you're very welcome to, uh, as I say, encourage other people to uh, join our Backchat Person of the Year. So that's how things stand. Now, we're going to be announcing that that in a special program on monday that's the first one our first one of the new year and it'll be revealed all at uh, nine o'clock we'll have a number of uh, commentators uh, joining us to talk about the results and say but we're mulling that over and as i say giving the final result for our back chat person of the year 2020 uh, at nine o'clock on monday back to today's topic uh holok sang good morning to you Thank you very much indeed for for joining us. Um, yeah, what do what do you make first of all? What do you make of the sentences? Uh, um, let's not talk about maybe the whole process, but you know, first of all, what do you make about the uh, those sentences that were given to the uh, the people for uh, entering Chinese waters and so on? I think they are pretty reasonable. Uh, first of all, we have these two uh, uh, below age yes. uh, um, offenders. And they have not been charged, and uh, I think they will be uh, brought back to Hong Kong before long. And then we have... Uh, I think that they're back already, actually. Oh, they're back already. Yeah. Okay, that's it's very in good. In Tinshuai yeah. Police Station, I think. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, uh, that's very good. And then uh, we have, um, um, uh, apart from the two organizers, the, the others are only sentenced to uh, months of... Uh, jail and and i think they have already served half of that and and, and a lot of us uh, expect that they will be released uh, by by march um, probably and uh, and then we have uh, the organizers that uh, are being sentenced to longer sentences and i think that is pretty, pretty reasonable yes and and, and i also read commentators, uh, you know, uh, someone who's familiar with mainland laws, uh, he also said that it's quite reasonable. Yeah. 
Uh, are they treated, uh, are you confident that they've been treated like anyone else who crossed the border or is the reason they crossed the border uh, a particular consideration when it comes to the sentencing? Um, well, um, according to the uh, commentator, you know, who is familiar with the laws of the mainland, they, he said that it's quite reasonable, it's quite reasonable and uh, it's not, not harsh at all. And um, uh, I am not familiar with uh, how uh, sentences are, uh, you know, what, what are the uh, typical sentences, you know, for this kind of offense. But uh, just on the surface, I think that it's quite, quite reasonable. And uh, in any case, uh, the sentences are supposed to, to have some deterrence effect, right? And that's why the organizers are uh, given harsher sentences. And I think that's reasonable. Okay, here's a comment from Matthew uh, in an email. Uh, he says, The CCP really goes to extraordinary lengths to make itself look foolish by treating us like morons. How could they possibly expect anyone to respect them or their legal system when they allow for no transparency, access or even legal representation in the case of the Hong Kong 12? Then they feed us blatant lies by saying things like the family were allowed into the trial when they were not and that some of the suspects even gushed with compliments regarding their legal system. Surely they will have to do better than this if they want to be considered as legitimate. That is from Matthew. Professor Ho? Yes, uh, I am not satisfied with some of the arrangements. Uh, um, I think uh, the offenders uh, uh, should have the right to um, appoint their uh, representative lawyers and I think uh, that is not very nice. And I was also not happy with the fact that uh, family members uh, were not allowed to see the uh, the charged persons, um, um, and I think uh, there are some shortfalls. But as far as the sentences are concerned, I think they are pretty reasonable. Does that like affects like people's image of the uh, the, the the building like um, legal image? I mean, the the Chinese government has been. Building the reputa uh, um, uh, reputations um, on, yeah. on these for for quite a while, including like uh, having like live streams on most of the cases. Um, I mean, on, on every level. But uh, for yeah. this incident, it seems like it strikes a pretty big um, international conversations over the handling of it. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I would like to say that uh, the the fact that the offences. Um, are offences and they are, um, uh, they have offended the, the mainland laws, mm. and I think that much is clear. And uh, um, um, so, so they um, are legally charged and they are given reasonable sentences. But as I said, some of the um, uh, the things that uh, the mainland authorities uh, uh, did uh, not really um, beneficial to their own image yeah so 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 I I think that uh, they really should have uh, allowed the family members to 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 see them and they also should allow the um, the charge to have their uh, chosen uh, lawyers and I think that is uh, uh, something that I am not uh, happy with what about the uh, political perspective of this, this case? Well, obviously, it's not, not like a normal case um, where there's a, a lot of international um, 
eyes was actually looking at the cases, including some of the um, counsel generals was actually standing outside hoping to to enter the trial um, sessions. Which and, one are you talking about? Oh, this case. Like a few of the uh, uh, counsel generals in China, they're trying to enter the uh, the trial um, sessions in in Shenzhen, but but they, they didn't let in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah. so that like uh, I, I mean, was given to understand. I was mm. given to understand that uh, uh, there were no more places in, in the court, mm, and mm, uh, mm. The, uh, you know the capacity is already full. Yeah, uh, but it, it's not normal for council journalists willing to enter, right? I actually talked to some of them. Um, and and they say well they don't even join uh, what int- like they don't normally join those court hearings um, of their own residents, and it seems mm. like it's a bit different this time. Well, yeah, I understand that uh, this is a, a case that has caught the attention of uh, a lot of people um, and uh, um, overseas mm. in many different countries. So so there's a lot of international attention on this case. So, so I think the consulates uh, feel that they are obliged you know, to do something, but I think they actually understand that they they won't they, they won't have much chance, you know, especially when it's so so late, you know, they they didn't have give advance notice um, mm-hmm. uh, that would have allowed the authorities uh, to, to to you know to make room for them. Mm. Uh, wasn't this really, though, an opportunity for Shenzhen authorities and for for PRC as a whole, really, to uh, to showcase their legal system, to say, look, we we can be open, we can exactly, be fair, we can... Exactly, but they exactly. didn't do that, did they? They didn't do that. Yeah, that's, they, I mean, they even called yeah, it an open trial, but it, it yeah. wasn't an open trial. Yeah, that's my misgiving. I I think they 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 they, they have uh, um, wasted these very good opportunities. You know, they 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 sh- exactly as you said. Um, they use it as a showcase, you know, to show its transparency and so on, you know. And I, and I um, am positive that they are not doing um, the, the the right thing, you know, to um, uh, enhance the image. Uh, okay, uh, uh, Matthew has a follow-up uh, comment and a question specifically for for you, Professor Ho. Uh, uh, do you believe that? Do you believe reports by the CCP that one of the Hong Kong Twelve complemented the quality of the mainland legal system? Uh, I don't know exactly mm. what 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 the mainland uh, authorities. Uh, in that particular case, uh, how how did the, how did these offenders compromise the? No, how did they complement it? I think they had said. I think they had. Uh, um, they're reporting that uh, they would said um, that the legal system was was good. They were praising the legal system. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, yes, I read that. I read that, and. Mm. Uh, um, I think uh, there's a lot of suspicion uh, among readers, you know, uh, who read this kind of, of news and, and uh, uh, also, uh, uh, you know, in the past they have a lot of TV appearances in which uh, the offenders uh, uh, make confessions and yeah. so on, and a lot of people don't, don't really believe in those things. Mm. And uh, so... Um, um, uh, that is not really 
beneficial, you know, to enhancing uh, 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 the the image of uh, the CCP, and I think they they really should uh, should be more open and uh, uh, should uh, use whatever chances that they have, you know, to um, uh, allow greater transparency and. Uh, Clear, uh, clear indication that they're following, you know, the rules that they have set for themselves. I mean, and they have not. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, you can argue that this this whole thing came about because of the legal process in the mainland, because many people in Hong Kong uh, simply don't trust the legal procedures exactly, exactly. Uh, across the border, and that and that led to the concern about the Fugitive Offenders Ordinance, which led to the violence and so on, which led to these cases, and which led to these people <laughs> fleeing and offending and everything. So this is all down to the, to the, uh, to the uh, yeah, understanding trust, of the yeah. le- trust in the legal yeah, system. But by having that opportunity and not taking that opportunity, yeah. the mainland is it's not just—it's not just a neutral thing, is it? It's saying very clearly, we don't care what you think. We—we do, we really don't care what you think in Hong Kong. Tough. We're going to do what we're going to do it the way we like. Um, I think, yeah, they have wasted that uh, golden opportunity, as I said. And uh, uh, but as far as this particular case is concerned, I think the the evidence is very clear that the the twelve have uh, um, uh, breached. The laws of the mainland, and they uh, are legally charged, and they are given sentences that are not uh, uh, too harsh. So, so, so dividing by two, the first part is not very satisfactory, but the second yeah, part right, seems right, to. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, so is it like a no, progressive, I, better <laughs> situation yeah. than what we expected? Sorry. So is it like a progressive, uh, better expectation than what what uh, what what we expected in, in Hong Kong? Uh, actually, I was thinking that uh, the, the sentences cannot be too harsh. Mm. You know, uh, first of all, um, uh, these uh, people have to face their sentences, whatever charges that they they still have uh, to face in Hong Kong. Mm. So it's. Uh, they cannot. They cannot. Uh, they are not supposed to uh, give them sentences that reflect any of those uh, charges that are, are waiting for them, you know, to face in Hong Kong. It's a separate matter. So, so they they are doing what is appropriate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, you could argue that I mean, they all, all that happened was they were caught passing through. Uh, mainland waters. Their intention was to go to Taiwan. That's fairly clear. They weren't aiming yeah, to go yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, the mainland. Yeah, 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 But, uh, but the uh, the motive is one thing. You know, the uh, the the fact uh, is that they have uh, uh, breached mainland laws. Mm. You know, by entering the illegally, you know, uh, 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 mainland territory. And how do you feel about some of the politicians overseas or some of the politicians locally, were keep saying like? Like bringing them home and save the twelve ah. youth, like rather than letting people know what what they actually were smuggling, trying to flee Hong Kong to Taiwan. Well, I think, yeah, we have to look at one thing at one time. You know, mm. the fact is that they they actually did uh, breach mainland laws, and they have to face the consequences of that. Mm. And I think. Uh, um, all of these other talk, you know, about uh, uh, bringing them back to Hong Kong, you know, that is uh, in total disregard, you know, to um, 
dominance authority over this matter, you know, because uh, they did uh, breach Minan laws. Mm-hmm. Okay, some uh, contrasting uh, comments from uh, listeners. Thank you very much indeed. Backchat at rthk.hk. Um, uh, Alan says, quotes a report from RTHK. Uh, yesterday, uh, which said uh, Xinhua quote, quoted the detainees as saying that they had seriously misunderstood the mainland's judicial system. Ten Hong Kong was jailed uh, in Shenzhen for their alleged legal border crossing had nothing but praise for the mainland's judicial system. Alan says this demonstrates why Hong Kong protested en masse against extradition. Who, aside from Grenville Cross, tells us with a straight face that the mainland legal system has any relation to justice? And day by day, Hong Kong's system is being turned to this model. That comes from Alan. Can you reassure uh, Alan at all, Holok Sang? What do you mean? Well, I, I, as I said, you know, the, the way they manage it is not, is not good, okay? Mm. But uh, uh, the charges are appropriate, uh, and uh, uh, the sentences, I think, in my, in my view, are also appropriate, okay? So uh, the... Um, the, the way they handle the whole matter is, is uh, uh, falls short of what is appropriate. You know? so, so that's my, um, my view. Okay, we have to look at the different aspects, and uh, there are some aspects um, uh, um, which are, you know, that I would approve, and there are other aspects that I wouldn't. wouldn't. So we have to look at it, uh, you know, there are so many different aspects and we have to be fair, you know, though mm-hmm. for those aspects that uh, are reasonable and, uh, and, and okay, we, we should uh, say, that's okay, good. That's, that's good, okay? And, and, and then for those things that are not appropriate, then we'll say uh, um, what, what is in, in our mind, you know, we, we should be truthful to ourselves. Mm. What do you think about, uh, we're also expect today to have the uh, Court of Final Appeal hearing on the bail application for uh, Jimmy Lai. Uh, there's been a, a lot of pressure, a lot of comments by, in state media uh, for the, the People's Daily uh, saying this is Jimmy Lai is, is a very dangerous man and he should not be given any, any sort of uh, bail terms, even, even house arrest. Uh, and others have said, well, that's interference. Uh, what do you make of that? I think uh, they have the the right to to make comments, but um, I uh, would uh, uh, ask them also to respect, you know, the um, uh, the legal system in in Hong Kong. You know, it's uh, uh, should be, um, you know, it's uh, it's the court, the, you know. Yeah, what I'm what I'm trying to say is that uh, in the final analysis, they have to respect, you know, the uh, the court, the judicial system in Hong Kong. Uh, but uh, making comments, of course, uh, uh, from that 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 kind of authority, I think that's a bit uh, um, uh, it tarnishes the image. You know, I I wouldn't um, say anything if it's uh, someone else. It's just a commentator. Uh, but if it's uh, um, uh, bear, bear some official um, uh, responsibility, you know, like the uh, mainland uh, uh, officials, they they shouldn't make comments on this thing. Yeah. 
Do you think it would have an effect? Do you think it would uh, weigh on the minds of the, of, the, of the judges, to be quite honest? Um, I really don't know. I hope, I hope they will maintain their, their, their stance. And of course, they, they should look at the, uh, the um, um, you know, whatever comments and who, wherever it comes from. You know the the weight of the comment. If it is reasonable, if the if the judges if the judges on the on the panel of the uh, CFA think that it yeah it, it makes sense, and you know they, they should independently make the maybe judgments. Uh, but uh, they they can hear the different uh, comments and consider whether they are reasonable. Uh, mm. But I was saying that uh, uh, if it's uh, just an uh, uh, any commentator, it's okay, you know. But if it's uh, uh, someone with uh, authority, and I, I think the image is is not not good, you know. It tarnishes the image of the of the CCP. Well, it seems like the uh, the interpretation or understanding of the uh, the national security law is not very clear. Especially, there's there isn't any first case yet. Yeah, um, exactly. Um, in order to clarify, you. Will, we need to get the experience, mm -hmm. you know, uh, just like any law, mm. any new law in, in the land, you know, uh, how it's going to interpret it and exactly what is involved, what is allowed, what is not allowed, and so on and so forth. Okay. Uh, that has to wait until more experience is gathered. All right. Uh, TC on Facebook says, Holok Sang's attitude in today's show can be characterized by the following Chinese phrase, helping greatly by criticizing just a little. Um, <laughs> that's, uh, I don't know, uh, he's written it in, in Chinese as well. Thank you very much indeed for that, TC. And thank you very much indeed to, to uh, Holok Sang uh, from uh, Lingnan uh, University. Uh, we're going to be joined by uh, other people after the news at nine. And you, we hope, drop us a line. The weather, fine and very dry. Temperatures up to 13 degrees uh, today. There's a cold weather warning and a strong monsoon signal. Nine degrees now. Humidity is at 35%. Newsom said the patient was in the southern part of the state. It comes as officials in another western U.S. state, Colorado, are investigating a possible second case of the more virulent strain there. You're listening to the news on RTHK. Welcome back. This is Backchat this uh, Thursday morning. Last one of this week, last one of this year. We're also running our Backchat Person of the Year, of course. The voting uh, is now open. Uh, tip, we had uh, somebody earlier who was having problems uh, getting their the, the uh, verification code for that for that uh, vote to work. Uh, Doug has a tip. He says, I suggest those who haven't received their verification codes should look in their junk boxes. That's where I found mine. That comes uh, from Doug. Thanks very much indeed for that. So, yeah, check, check in your junk boxes, your spam uh, trap or whatever you call it. Uh, yeah, because the verification code might have ended up uh, in there because the RTHK uh, system. Uh, anyway, yeah, we are running our back chat uh, person of the year. Uh, as I say, uh, at the moment, uh, the scores, uh, uh, highest uh, score is, is uh, Chan Shuk Kwan from the Centre for uh, Health Protection. And second is uh, Nabella Kasa, the uh, journalist from 
RTHK uh, with frontline health workers uh, in third and uh, the and the Apple Daily uh, fourth. Uh, that's the uh, top four at the moment. We're going to keep the polls open, uh, keep the voting right until nine o'clock on Monday morning. That's our first programme on the first, fourth of uh, January. Uh, we'll, um, we'll have a panel to uh, talk about the implications uh, of that and I hope you can join us then. Uh, that's the uh, person of the year, back chat person of the year, running until nine o'clock on Monday. Uh, on today's topic and related, Mike in an email says storm in a teacup question mark uh, i guess that makes my point were the 12 running from hong kong justice or the ccp three to seven months uh, i'm into my third week of non-scientific hong kong government imposed lockdown visiting my family quarantine the sick or those testing positive but three negative tests still require quarantine indicate to me that the government don't trust the tests so why should we that comment uh, from Mike and uh, TC says on Facebook, can anyone ask the likes of Elsie Lung and Maria Tam, how is the entire proceedings, such as closed trials, limited access to the government-appointed defence lawyers, to demonstrate mainland China's so-called sunshine justice system? That comes from TC. Uh, joining us now, we have Surya Deva, Associate Professor in the School of Law at uh, City University, sometime host of this programme as well, and uh, Chu Hoidek, who's the former Land Justice League lawmaker once again uh if you want to uh, uh join in then uh pick up the phone 233 you can talk directly uh with hong kong and uh with our guests or you can always comment on our facebook page or drop us a line back chat at rthk.hk uh so diva good morning to you Thank you very much indeed for, for, for joining us. Um, so, Yadiva, could we, what, what do you make of the, of the process, uh, uh, what we've learned, and the, the impression of the, of the legal system, you think, because obviously there's been a lot of attention paid to this whole process. What do you think Hong Kong people make of it? I think there are no clear surprises here because it was uh, very much expected uh, on the lines of... because there are clear differences between the legal system in mainland China and uh, the common law legal system that we have in Hong Kong and many other places. And uh, that was also the root of the protest against the um, extradition bill and, and the concerns that uh, people in Hong Kong have about uh, uh, Hong Kong, some Hong Kongers who are charged under national security law could be handed over to the Chinese legal system. So I think that, that explains. Uh, in, the, in the Chinese system, law and courts, are merely tools to serve the party. I think it is very well documented. People have returned, researched about it. When it comes to politically sensitive cases, and I think this case is a politically sensitive case, uh, the judges are not independent, and they have to basically create an impression of being independent. And I think this uh, trial and the judgment uh, and the sentencing also creates the false impression on the narrative on the part of the party that we have been lenient, they have been given a fair trial. But the reality is that uh, there was no right to fair trial respected of these individuals under international human rights law. Uh, they did not have a right to appoint a lawyer of their choice. Uh, the family did not have the access. There was no open trial. Uh, and I mean, I'm sure there are situations of forced confessions. It's very well documented how people are forced to confess their crimes. And I think in this case, someone also praised the legal system of mainland China and those statements and then broadcasted on television. 
So I think this is uh, no surprise. It's just part of the narrative that uh, the world fully understands that when it comes to politically sensitive cases, the legal system of mainland China cannot be trusted uh, hardly by any objective uh, observer. Uh, other people might say uh, it's it's tough, but in the end, it's it's not completely unreasonable. These uh, the sentences were proportionate. They, they weren't lifetime sentences or death sentences or, or or anything like that. They were you know a matter of months or uh, up to two years. Um, and also the, um, the the legal process. Uh, maybe it has some shortcomings or is different to the way things are done in in Hong Kong, but it's not completely uh, out of order. There there was legal representation uh, and so on, and the the people will be returned uh, in due course to Hong Kong. And, and there was a clemency shown to the young people as well, of course. Yeah, I mean, one can argue that, but that is uh, a narrative which I personally do not buy because uh, the process and the outcome both are equally critical. And these are, uh, let, let us uh, be clear, these are internationally recognized human rights. Right to a fair trial is something absolutely fundamental in criminal cases. And of course, uh, we have a variety of legal systems in the world, and, and those differences are respected, but certain rights, are absolutely vital and non-negotiable. And I think uh, there's a clear breach of those rights under international human rights law in this particular case. And uh, if, uh, let us say, even the consulate of certain people were not given the access, I mean, because the, that that is a standard protocol, not just in mainland China, but some other places. If a request is made, by the consulates to access the trial, normally they should be given that access, and that happens all the time. I'm aware of cases, for instance, in Thailand, where uh, in some criminal cases uh, the access request is made and, and, and those people are sitting in the court and observing, just simply observing, and that was not given. So why is the Chinese worried about not letting these people observe the trial? So I'm not I'm not uh, convinced that we can justify this uh, trial simply by saying oh they were given a lighter punishment. Of course, under the Chinese legal system, uh, anyone could be charged for anything and punished because if the if the case is politically sensitive, it is, it is almost impossible for that person to to get a fair trial or, or have a real chance of getting acquitted. <coughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, typically it's up to the judge, isn't it? And if if a judge doesn't want their courtroom turned into a circus, I'm relying here on my knowledge of Hollywood movies more than anything <laughs> else. Then they often say, "I'm not turning this court into a circus," <laughs> and they and they and they can say, "I don't want all these journal. I don't want a thousand journalists from all over the world and consuls, general and human rights advocates and everything. Hundreds of them filling this court. Uh, I just want to um, judge on the law." Yeah, but I mean, you can judge on the law, but these, it's not a circus. If people are just sitting there and observing, they're not participating. They're not speaking, they're not shouting slogans, right? So you can set the rules of the game, that how many people can be allowed to enter and where they should sit and they should not, uh, I mean, interfere in the proceedings. I mean, this is not a circus. They're not recording or anything, you know. You can take the mobile devices out. So, I mean, there are processes in place uh, all over the world where there are sensitive cases like this. Uh, and it still access is allowed. 
So I mean, so so I I don't think that uh, these processes are um, followed. They should have been followed. When it comes to the sentencing, I mean, let let me uh, make a very simple comparison. Uh, there are many instances all over the world where fishermen cross the water illegally, uh, and I think uh, so they breached the legislation. But sometimes that is done by mistake. Of course, in this case, I'm not saying these people were uh, unintentionally uh, crossing the water. Of course, they had the intention to cross the water. But I'm giving you a clear situation that there are situations in which people cross the uh, the border. Uh, because of some mistakes, whether it is the land border or the water border, or or, it, or, then, in, or intentionally, uh, I just say. I mean, we've we've had an email, for example, from Captain G, who says, uh, "I regularly sail in and around Hong Kong waters, and I often travel by yacht into adjoining waters. Uh, does the precedent now set for our twelve intrepid sailors now mean that I get a three-month free holiday in Shenzhen next time I go fishing?" That comes from uh, Captain G. Uh, I've got to say, I've I've been into mainland waters uh, by boat. I think probably a lot of people people have. In fact, I've been with a group of policemen actually. <laughs> but that's that's a, that's another story. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean it does happen. Up. You know, you know, people you know around Hong Kong do go into uh, mainland waters. Sure, and I mean, of course, uh, when you also travel to some um, outer islands in Hong Kong, I mean. Even I sometimes get a signal uh, that, okay, the mobile signal of China is, is going to be picked on my mobile. I mean, so, I mean that is very normal. I mean, so, so we sometimes we are so close to the mainland Chinese border that that happens. So my point is that uh, this case was treated differently for um, political reasons by the Chinese authorities, by the court system. And I think that explains why Hong Kong people are suspicious, and the world is suspicious of the Chinese legal system. And this case nearly reinforces what we knew before. Okay, one more comment on that topic from from Tom, uh, who says, why not address the elephant in the room? The 12 were travelling from China to China and were arrested en route for being in Chinese waters. How can anyone say that anything beyond a slight tap on the wrist is a reasonable response? Uh, by the way, says Tom, I really object to your having Holok Sang as a regular so-called expert on the show. Uh, he just spouts speculative, ideologically based inanities. Uh, and uh, Tom goes on. Um, thanks so much indeed for those comments. Back to rthk.hk. Chu uh, Hoi Dick, good morning to you. Thank you very much indeed for, for joining us now. Um, what do you make of the uh, the process now that it uh, seems to be open, over, or at least this stage of it is over? Well, I think uh, Hong Kong people have all uh, have a first-hand experience of how free and fair and just of uh, the Chinese legal system, uh, just as uh, what uh, the professor has said. And, and actually, they turn... Um, uh, the courtroom into a circus by themselves. Uh, in uh, yesterday's uh, Xinhua agency uh, report, uh, actually what uh, uh, the, the ten uh, were saying in the, in the trial, uh, basically is about praising uh, the Chinese legal system that uh, the basic human rights are uh, being protected. But right now, right now at this point, uh, for those um, for those two who uh, got a more um, 
severe punishment. Uh, their family have no clue of how to uh, make an appeal for them because um, uh, the lawyers, uh, the lawyers appointed by uh, CCP, uh, do not talk to them uh, concerning uh, the process of appeal, and they can uh, have uh, no way to get access uh, to their loved ones who are still in the detention camp. So this is another uh, example of uh, their basic rights uh, being deprived. Do you think it's a wrong decision for them to decide to flee over, like, like through the China border? I think I think it, it might be something that they were expected, right? Well, I think uh, this is something we we want to know about too. Uh, mm. The two uh, miners who returned back to Hong Kong, uh, they were now in Tianshui Wai Police uh, Station, mm. and yesterday, uh, the lawyers and relatives. Uh, were trying to ask them just this question. What happened mm. uh, on the 23rd of August, uh, the day of arrest, and about uh, the specifics uh, of the legal process, like uh, do you really appoint this lawyer or do you know that mm. uh, the families have already arranged another one for you? And what kind of uh, interrogations you have experienced? But uh, it seems that they are even, I mean, too nervous and still very afraid of um, talking about things happen in 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 Yantian, Shenzhen, and that makes us um, feel that uh, they are still under some kind of pressure that that they are not going to. Um, disclose what happened exactly. So the fam- we want to know about mm. yeah, we want to know about whether they are regretful for or not, actually. Mm. But right now you can't just believe can't what uh Xinhua agency said. Mm. So so the the family already talked to them. You did, that, that's what you mean by you yesterday. Or like Yeah the family talked mm-hmm. to them. The mm-hmm. family talked to them mm-hmm. and the what's lawyers the, also talked to them. Mm-hmm. What what's the what's the following up handlings of them, like the, the current situation for the two? It is, there is something unclear because uh, yesterday, as far as we know, uh, the National Security Branch of Hong Kong Police uh, interviewed uh, both of them mm. uh, without the, the presence of lawyer. But uh, um, their, their offenses uh, being charged uh, have nothing to do with national security. So... Uh, yeah, well, I thought one of, I thought one of the charges was national security. Uh, not the two, not the not oh, the not two the, minors. Two, no, no, yeah. two. Not the two minors. But so right now, uh, what's happening is it um, uh, uh, the the Hong Kong police with uh, maybe with, with the testimony they have they've given uh, within mainland China that more uh, charges will be brought up against them. Um, uh, that is something we are very concerned. And today there will be. Um, brought brought to the court, um, uh, and and maybe some more information will be disclosed uh, in the trial. Uh, you know, well, for a start, of course, these these are not just like people on holiday uh, or, or ordinary <laughs> Hong Kongers or people um, fishing or whatever or, or on a yacht who strayed over the border. 
these were people who were wanted for some serious offences in China, who were in Hong Kong, who were fleeing, uh, who were trying to uh, escape from justice uh, in in Hong Kong, uh, who were caught. And what can you expect in in circumstances like that? Uh, we've also we've we've got to bear that in mind. Um, there's also the consideration that when they were originally detained, or at least in, in, in September, uh, a, a Chinese foreign ministry spokeswoman uh, did say uh, on Twitter that the 12 detainees were criminals trying to separate Hong Kong from China, which is a, a serious uh, allegation. Um, they didn't really follow through the uh, mainland authorities on that. I mean, they could have been much tougher. In other words, I mean, maybe. Uh, behind so the scenes, or... because it is uh, politically sensitive, therefore uh, they deserve uh, what had happened to them in the last four months: secret uh, detention and, and secret trial. I don't think so. I'm, I'm not saying that um, <clears throat> they can just uh, walk out uh, of the cell free and, and do whatever they want. But right now, uh, what Hong Kong people um, tries um, to, to voice out is. Um, this kind of legal system in mainland China is uh, intolerable, and 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 you cannot. <clears throat> right now, uh, I think the basic point is uh, they the basic rights uh, were not protected. Uh, the family members have appointed lawyers, which have raised uh, numerous uh, points. Well, let me put it like this: were they were they were they, were they guilty? They Okay. Itself. Okay, Mr. Chu. So right now, they cannot have the, the lawyers representing them. Okay, were they guilty? Well, I don't know. Well, how are they not? Like, do you genuinely believe no, that pretty, they were fishing? <laughs> I, I don't know. Actually, I don't know because the, uh, that is exactly one legal argument that uh, their uh, legal representative uh, uh, appointed by the family members trying to say is that is it really legal for? Uh, the mainland authority to to arrest uh, a Hong Kong uh, citizen in, in, in Chinese water. When they illegally the enter the water. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, exactly. Right. But, I mean, th- there are some legal points that needs to be argued. Like but, what? Uh, the, the, chance, the chance was not given. I mean, they, they, they cannot even visit. They cannot even visit uh, the 12. Uh, during these four months. Why? Well, that's why a separate that case. So? I mean, they, they, they did so? illegally enter so? the water. Why the family upon the lawyers cannot visit uh, the detainees, but only CCP upon the lawyers? Because, I mean, you could say that... They they, you could say, to be honest, you know, a lot of people would say they're, 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 they're obviously guilty. You can't even say that they're guilty. About the sentence, blah, blah, blah. I mean, the whole thing, are you really... Uh, telling me that uh, to have a lawyer really represent the whole thing happened because they first of all the first the the thing this this whole incident happened because they illegally entered the water from the very beginning I think if they don't do that if they don't do that then the the whole thing wouldn't happen it's a bad decision from them isn't it do do you think it's a bad decision to flee through China border well, it's not my. It's not a position to decide whether it is uh, whether it is bad or not, or whether it is illegal or not. Why? It why is, is it not court, illegal? The court, if, should, if you... okay, the court should decide, but the the, the person who is in char- uh, under the charge should also have the right to have his or her own legal represent- representation, and then 
make the fullness. You are avoiding the questions. I mean, like fullness <laughs> of the rights uh, that uh, all the legal arguments that uh, that that are in favor to them should be given out openly in the court. But that is something they they were deprived of. <laughs> All right. So some more, some more comments from our listeners. Uh, TC says, read Tom's comment. Um, let's suppose what he says is right about those 12 going from Chinese waters to Chinese waters. It's more complicated than that. Are they uh, con- getting convicted for moving around the waters of the same country? Also, it's not even certain these people were detained in mainland waters. Sam says, Dear back chat, China critics who waited smacking their lips with bucket loads of black tar for the outcome of the judgment on the 12th have been bowled neck and crop by the Chinese authorities. Moreover, the two miners in the group have been released as well. Now the issue is the ploy to engage miners have been extensively used to commit violence in Hong Kong to overcome the law or for with any other inducements. Certainly there is nothing called a free lunch in Hong Kong. That comes uh, from uh, Sam. Uh, Andrew Kay says of Chu Hoi Dick, I don't believe a word he says. Perhaps he should develop more unbiased arguments. Again, try to choose your guests more carefully. Uh, we don't choose them for lack of bias. <laughs> um, okay, uh, James says, the administration's lack of comment on the case of the 12 fugitives and common sense in implementing COVID restrictions has reinforced the general opinion that it is woefully inadequate in representing the good people of Hong Kong. Not one person within our administration has the basic qualities necessary for effective leadership, namely communication skills, compassion, vision, open-mindedness and courage. Hong Kong expects and deserves far better. That comes uh, from uh, James. And um, Matthew has a question for Nixie. Uh, Matthew says, it really feels to me like the CCP missed a chance to showcase the integrity and robustness of their legal system and build the confidence of Hong Kong people and the global community in it with this case. If Mm. they are confident in their system, it's strange they would be so reluctant to allow transparency and legitimate legal representation. Mm. As a member of the DAB and someone who aspires to represent Hong Kong people's views to those in power, I'm interested to know if Nixie thinks the CCP handled the situation well and if she has any advice or thoughts on what they could have done better. Was it right not to allow them legal representation and access to their families? I think it's simply just not their first priority to to think about what Hong Kong people think about the child. I mean... Well, as I mentioned, the whole case happened because they illegally entered the water in the first place. That is, that is a factual thing that we cannot ignore. <clears throat> and on top of that, they, those are just criminals. I mean, a lot of the political manipulation was actually happening where uh, a lot of the politicians, including Chu Hoi-Dek, were mentioning, oh, they are only Hong Kong youth, but they are not. So they are criminals, that are co- like uh, serious crime criminals, isn't it? Like uh, if you look at what they um, actually committed in Hong Kong and uh, like, uh, like, yeah, like with like like petrol bombs incidents in Hong Kong's uh, police station, for instance, and some of the some of them were having like weapons um, found in, uh, when, they, when they get arrested. So it's just not a simple case. So, I mean, I, in this case, I don't think it's the first priority to consider. I mean, from them, from my opinion, I don't think it's their first priority to think about what the Hong Kong people think. 
Okay. Can, can I just ask uh, finally, because we're also expecting today uh, the hearing from the Court of Final Appeal on the bail application for, for Jimmy Lai. Uh, Surya Diva, there has been uh, com, uh, you know, comment from members of the Law Society uh, and so on uh, on uh, that case and the comments made by um, the uh, uh, People's Daily. Um, can, can judges in Hong Kong withstand that kind of pressure or do you think they're susceptible to it? What do you make of it? I mean, it is yet to be seen, but uh, it is very clear that uh, the, the authorities in China are increasingly publicly definitely putting pressure and trying to undermine the independence of judges in Hong Kong. Uh, and I think... Uh, the pressure comes from the like, US as they, well, they would ideally, the, They would ideally like the courts in Hong Kong to behave like the courts in China, mainland China, because the courts in mainland China in politically sensitive cases are not independent. So they would really like Hong Kong courts to be part of that kind of a system where the courts are merely very giving very harsh punishment to uh, those uh, political dissidents uh, if they have committed some crimes, of course. National security-related laws. Sorry? National security-related laws. There's uh, also in national... I mean, not, mm -hmm. not merely that. I mm -hmm. mean, if you look at uh, the... Uh, the uh, white papers that have been issued in the last several years. I mean, you can see incremental pressure being put on Hong Kong judges, not about national security law only, but even about those protesters who have been charged under ordinary criminal law. So, I mean, you can see that day in, day out, uh, there is serious attempt to undermine the autonomy and independence of judges in Hong Kong. And it is really difficult for them because whatever decision they give, it's likely to be questioned. And it's likely to be questioned without reading the judgment and without having a good reasoning. I mean, critiquing judgments is what we do at the law school, and we train our law students in doing that, and we should be doing it. But I think you should read the judgments carefully and then criticize and critique those judgments based on sound reasoning hmm. rather than based on political opinion. I think, I think one of the... highly problematic. Yeah. Yeah, one of the reasoning I heard from from some of the pro-establishment camp were saying that under the national security law, uh, Chapter 4, Article 42, it says no bail shall be granted to a criminal suspect or defendants unless the judges has sufficient grounds for believing that this criminal suspect or defendants will not continue to commit acts or endanger national security. Do you think Jimmy Lai would, would stop doing that? I mean, I mean how, it, how, it's based on the how, it's based okay, on me, how me, the judges me, genuinely me, believe me, that he will stop doing so. Reverse, let me reverse the question: Are you sure that uh, he will do that? No, just just, just so. Well, I mean, I, I mean, if what you go around town and start asking people, a lot of people are shocked. Like the people just don't wouldn't believe. I mean, me for myself, I wouldn't believe so. And uh, it's but the, bail, it's, it's, the bail restrictions on him are very very significant in my view. He's, he's like imprisoned in a mainland Chinese system. Like house arrest in mainland China is, you, you can't communicate with anyone. I mean, so, so in a way, the bail restrictions are unprecedented in my view. Like the Hong Kong legal system, when you grant a bail, restrictions are not so severe. So in my view, the judge has tried to strike a good balance. Because I do not really trust how police and the prosecutors in Hong Kong are collecting the evidence and charging these people. I think there are serious doubts about it, about the oath. So, so how much we can trust the police? 
All right. No, here's an email from uh, Bowen uh, who says, uh, Senior Chinese officials have in the past publicly stated that China practices the rule of law. This is the right time, as well as being high time, for this to be clearly seen in the case. Like various other terms, the rule of law has a certain accepted meaning in countries where it has been a core-established concept of governance for centuries. It means the courts making legal decisions fully independently and not as directed or dictated by the ruling regime. The vice chairman of the Bar Association, Anita Yip, is absolutely right in saying in a letter to the Secretary of Justice regarding comments in the People's Daily on the High Court's granting a bail to Jimmy Lai that, quote, bearing in mind the public perception of the role and affiliations of the aforementioned media, it's quite inevitable that reports and opinion pieces of this nature will be perceived by the public as means to exert on the judiciary in relation in to extant legal proceedings, unquote. The five council members of the Law Society have issued a statement on, among other things, this matter, also clearly correct in saying that the commentary could be perceived as putting pressure on the judiciary to decide a pending case in a particular manner which breaches the subjudice rule and could prejudice the accused's right to a fair trial, unquote, and that the attacks on the judiciary should cease immediately. That comes uh, from Bowen. Thank you very much in indeed for that. And uh, R says, innocent until proven guilty. I didn't realise that the DAB judges people before a trial. What happened to innocent until proven guilty? Uh, that comes, as I say, from R. Thank you very much indeed uh, for those comments. Thank you very much indeed to, to our guest, to uh, Chu Hoi Dick, uh, former Lund Justice League lawmaker, and to uh, Professor Soya Diva, Associate Professor in the School of Law at the City University of Hong Kong. Last word. This a programme and this year going to Mike who says your 9 o'clock news reporter reported that the new strain of COVID-19 was more virulent. It is not more virulent. This is another example of tell the people some incorrect information enough times and they will believe it. Question, do you feel that readers of news like yourself have no responsibility to be accurate? Another example, says Mike, he's stirring it up here, no fraud in the US elections. Keep repeating what the mainstream media and big tech want you to know or be the first on the block to accurately report what went on in a number of states now that forensic examiners and verified witnesses have given testimony. That is from Mike. Thank you very much indeed for that. Uh, look forward to uh, seeing you all again in the new year in our first programme on Monday uh, in which we will be announcing our Backchat uh, Person of the Year. Hope you can join us then. Hope you have a good, uh, peaceful new year. The weather fine and very dry. Temperatures up to 13 degrees today. 9 degrees at the moment. Relative humidity is down to 34%. To fight the virus together, we must protect ourselves and others and reduce social contact. Stay at home as far as possible. Avoid social gatherings and don't go to crowded places. Work from home if feasible. Don't shake hands with others. We should also avoid meal gatherings. Let's adopt these measures to prevent the spread of novel coronavirus in the community. For more information on fighting the virus, visit chp.gov.hk.